Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Logan Green, our Treasure Valley expert. Logan, what's up? Hey, Brandon. You know, just, just living life here. Yeah, well, you're a, you're a busy guy this time of year because we have uh, <laughs> arrived at the opening round of the state football playoffs. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Logan is, of course, a great broadcaster slash podcaster for us. But he's also our sales manager, which means you've been busy calling all of these communities about state tournament ads. Yeah, and we have had so much support this week. Like, it's, 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 it's incredible. People just immediately, they want to help. They want to be there on the broadcast. They want to support them. And so... As you watch and listen, I'm, I'm sure you, out there you've got some sort of interest in high school sports. Obviously, you're listening to this, so you'll probably pop into a football game here and there this weekend. If you hear somebody, go visit them. You know, if you need something from one of these locations, be sure to, to visit those places that support high school sports coverage on IdahoSports.com. So, and you know, if you if your team is in and you haven't heard from me, just shoot me an email, logan at idahosports.com if you're interested in being on for your team. Yeah, it's pretty incredible what we're able to do this weekend, Logan. I don't I don't like to brag too much uh, at idahosports.com, but there are 29 Let's hear it. Let's there are hear it. there are 29 opening round playoff games across the state of Idaho Thursday, Friday, Saturday. idahosports.com will be covering 22 of those 29 <laughs> first round games it is simply incredible we have and when we say cover the game we mean two broadcasters at the game broadcasters that live in idaho and have followed the teams all year long live in these communities so the fact that we're able to pull that off is pretty incredible i think yeah no it's awesome i mean it's going to be great i mean just being able to like tonight there's games i believe brandon i think you're going to a game if i'm not mistaken but it's just nice to be able to have – when I get to state basketball time, state football time, if I'm not doing something, I want to listen what's going on. It's just – and you know what? It's just super easy to pop it on and listen to it. And like you said, we have the local flavor, right, that we've been covering these guys all year long and, and know all about them. And, like, I think Paul is is doing a Dietrich game tonight, and he knows all the coaches at Dietrich, you know, past players at Dietrich and – uh, we've covered DG. That's just the thing. I'm just giving you an example, right? Um, to just where we can add that context to it. So we're happy to be at 22 spots this weekend. Uh, in every nook and cranny, Brandon, right? Like we're not, it's, this is not just here in the Treasure Valley. This is, we're talking Clark Fork, Idaho. I mean, we are going to every little nook and cranny. Yes, we will be as far north as Bonner's Ferry. Over to, I think this week, Weezer is as far west as we get. Um, yep. And then all the way over to the east, we're going to be in uh, Pocatello, certainly. But we're covering schools like Soda Springs and Bear Lake that are on the, the fringes of, of Idaho. And then all the way up north to, to Arco, even, and uh, up to yeah. Idaho Falls. So it's pretty incredible what we're able to pull off. So, yes, uh, if you want to see the full schedule of games that we will be broadcasting this weekend, just click on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. All 22 games are listed there. And again, we can't do these broadcasts yeah. without our great sponsors. So if anyone out there is listening and you're in one of these communities and you're fired up, you know, if you're in 
Weezer. Or if you are a Coal Valley, I'm wearing my Coal Valley Christian sweatshirt today. Right. Coal Valley's got to hit the road for their playoff opener. If you're a Coal Valley uh, fan and you have a business and you want to help support our broadcast, uh, please reach out to Logan. Logan at IdahoSports.com. Yeah. yeah, we'll get you set up. It's just a great way to, I mean, show that you support your school, that you support what we do here, and and you also get, uh, you know, that visibility as well. So it's a win for everybody. Definitely. All right. Well, let's dive into it. Uh, let, let's recap state soccer uh, last week, Logan. Uh, there was a lot of Treasure Valley teams that cleaned up and there was a lot of like all Treasure Valley finals as well. Let's start. Right. On, uh, on, let's start on the 5A boys side where you had Boise and Timberline meeting up. Each of these teams survived one nothing semifinal wins. Boise had to get past Thunder Ridge. Timberline had to get past Lake City. Uh, they meet the championship and Timberline defends its crown back-to-back 5A champs with another one nothing win over the Brave. Yeah, I mean, this was what everybody kind of, if you filled out a bracket, you probably had these two playing in the cha- championship game, right? A one versus a two. I mean, on paper, right? That's That seems to be uh, w- what you would find there. And, and those two met up. And I tell you, it was not a pretty day on Saturday in Idaho Falls where the state championship was. Same thing for the girls was beautiful on Thursday, beautiful on Friday, and then just paint cold, wet, rainy day on Saturday. And uh, Timberline gets it done in the in the rain to win a state championship. Yeah, it, it was uh, not good weather where wherever you were at. There was uh, yeah, tournaments that's true. In, in Twin Twin Falls, up in Post Falls, and then over in East Idaho, very windy, very rainy. Um, so the the game winning goal or I mean, the only goal in the match came from Kyle Atkinson. It came in the first half. So Timberline had that one nothing lead early on, and then the defense held. You know, we did our state soccer preview show, and we kind of identified a, a player to watch on every team. And for Timberline, we, we chose their goalkeeper, Ben Anderson, uh, because he's been phenomenal all year, pitches the shutout here in the championship. And if you look at the entire state tournament for Timberline, he only allowed – one goal one in the goal, opening right. round to Madison, which is just incredible, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I saw this in the girls' um, district tournament when I was covering some games. Seemed like some teams, they want to get that 1-0 lead. And if it comes in the first half, like Timberline, you know, if you're comfortable with your goalkeeper like that, you'll just go into almost like a prevent defense in football. Um, you know what? I don't need to score another goal. If I can just stop them from scoring and not make a mistake, I'm going to win this thing. And so, you know, that's that's not always the strategy um, when it comes to soccer, but some teams, that's the advantage, right? If you have the lead and you have a great defense, you can go. And you know what? I don't want to push it and risk maybe a breakaway, something like that. I saw Boise score on just a freak breakaway in the district championship in the girls' side, and they had just been playing defense most of the time. And so, you know, that can sometimes come back to bite you, um, obviously, if you're not trying to score, but – for Timberline, when you've got a goalkeeper like that, it clearly works in your favor. <laughs> Definitely. So, yes, and we'll talk about those Boise girls in just a moment. I did want to give a shout-out to Eagle as well. They were uh, – and and Bora, Eagle and Bora, both were competing. They both met up in a loser-out game on Friday. Bora won that match one nothing, and then Bora fell to quarter lane in the consolation final. So, uh, overall, pretty good showing for the teams from the Treasure Valley. Let, let's talk about the 5A girls, and let's talk about Boise. Uh they had uh, they'd been the bridesmaid and never the bride, right, yeah. Logan? I mean, how how brutal is that? I think it's four years in a row 
that they lost the state championship made three or four and by one goal every time like that's it, it's brutal and and they finally get it done this year right i mean heck their opening game was their closest one they it was three to two against timberline the seven seed they get out of that one and then go on to win a state championship um but I'll also talk just i mean we can still talk more about it but you look at the other side brandon like two weeks ago right when we talked about districts we say the dark horse team was that we thought was going to do well at districts and maybe push to make a run. We said Centennial, they end up losing in the first round. So, so much for that. Well, look what happens. Centennial, they make the run to the state championship as the five seed, right? They knocked off number one seed, Lake City, in the semifinal. So, Boise, obviously, we'll get to them being state champs, but congrats to Centennial for getting there and knocking off the number one seed in the process. Yes, we always thought that Centennial had that potential, and Centennial had to win a play-in match just to get to state, right? They had to defeat yeah. Coeur d'Alene in, in the play-in match, a very good Coeur d'Alene team, and I think that kind of got them battle-tested and got them ready for this run they went on. Boise, uh, of course, goes 3-0 and at state against three league opponents. They beat Timberline in the first round 3-2, to Rocky <laughs> yeah. in the semis 2-0, and then Centennial in the championship. Uh, to nothing. Rocky ends up taking fourth. They lost to Lake City on penalty kicks in the consolation matchup. And then Eagle uh, won the consolation bracket. So uh, again, the Treasure Valley, very, very strong showing. Yeah, the top three showing up there. I mean, you look at it, one, two, and three from the Treasure Valley. Boise, Eagle, and Centennial, right? That, no, Rocky, excuse me. Boise, Rocky, Eagle, Centennial. Those are the top four coming out. And Boise leaves with a trophy, Centennial leaves with a trophy, Eagle leaves with a trophy, and Rocky was right there, was a penalty kick away from leaving. So I think you kind of have your clear cut. I know it's the bane of the rest of the state that, uh, you know, state of Ada or whatever, you know, they want to say about it. But when it comes to girls soccer, it's um, here you go. <laughs> like, you know, at the 5A level, it's uh this is what you got here. These are the best teams, uh, you know, just being pretty blunt with it, but yes. And, and a, the best talent and, and a contrast in uh, who scored the two goals for Boise in the championship. Annie Liebich scores the first one. Uh, and she had been a four year varsity contributor um, and, and the senior leader of, of this Boise team. And then the second goal came from CUNY hooray. Uh, am I saying that right? Logan hooray. Yep. Hooray. Yep. Hooray for hooray. Uh, she she yep. scored the second goal, and she's only a sophomore, so she's kind of the future of the program. But, boy, uh, anyone that thinks Boise's going away, I mean, they do lose yeah. some very talented seniors, but uh, no. They'll, and they'll if I'm not around. mistaken, right, they did it without their best player, right? She was yes. playing with the U.S. team. And how, how is that, that your team has a player that plays for the U.S. team? Like, that's a little scary, right? And, and you know – when I did some of those games, they have, and I don't know if it, it seems like it's like this for soccer more than other sports. Um, but like Rocky mountain has Campbell Wilson, right? She was a freshman and, and Boise has other freshmen on their team. That A lot of these teams, they start people as freshmen. There, there might be four or five girls that are ready to play as a freshman and they will play for four years. And then they'll fill in some from JV as they come up. But I don't know. I don't know why it's like that in soccer compared to other sports, but there are a lot of younger kids that just step right in and they're ready to go. And that just makes the team even scarier as they come down the line. I, I think that speaks to the club soccer. Right. Uh, 
seen in Boise. It's very strong. And those players that arrive as freshmen are, are ready to contribute right away because of what they get in club competition, I think. So yeah, definitely kudos to the Boise girls for uh, coming through and winning the title. Let's uh, let's shift over to four a boys now where uh, <laughs> you had another all SIC final called well, Bishop Kelly, uh, these two have been knocking heads for like the last three years. It seems like a regular yeah. season, postseason. We get to the championship, and and how about this? Bishop Kelly, I thought was severely underseeded. They got the number eight seed overall. I thought they should have been probably fifth based upon just like talent yeah. and looking at the eye test. But uh, so they knock out Sandpoint, the number one seed in overtime, one nothing in the opening round. They beat Blackfoot three nothing in the semis, and then. They get to the championship against Caldwell, where Logan, it's a zero zero draw through two overtimes. It yeah. comes down to penalty kicks. Caldwell wins it four to three on PKs. Yeah, just an incredible finish for Bishop Kelly and and Caldwell, and Caldwell gets away with the win. Uh, just yeah, that I mean, that's not the game I think a fan wants to see and a parent. I'm sure that was gut wrenching to watch. You're just I saw somebody equate playoff baseball to this, and I think soccer and hockey are the same way. It's you're watching a loved one defuse a bomb. Um, it's just like at any moment something can can crack and go wrong, and in a zero-zero game like that, it's just one play and it's over. And then you get to penalty kicks, and it's just almost like a you, you can't watch type thing. But he said Bishop Kelly comes in as the what we say they were the eighth seed, right? And yeah, just completely rolls through. And like you said. A little bit underseated, I think, and um, I'm sure Bishop Kelly probably took a little bit of exception to that. I mean, you you look at who they played this year and who they lost to. Um, they lost to Timberline, who what did we just say won the state championship, right? Caldwell, who won a state championship, and, and they lost to Centennial five a two team. Other than, those were their only losses. They they lost to. 5A teams and the state champion. Like two, they lost to the 4A champ and the 5A champ, and then one other 5A team. Yeah. And, okay. and so, yeah, give them the 8 seed, Brandon. Go ahead. <laughs> and again, it's all seated based on max preps. If you if you are interested in, in the max preps conversation, uh, we just posted this uh, this week on the Magic Valley prep cast. Uh, that's our, our District 4 uh, prep cast myself and Scott Burton, who's the athletic director at Jerome High School, and Brady Trankle, the athletic director at Minico. We had a very long, good conversation about Max Preps mm. and all the problems that uh, it was mostly for football, <laughs> but you can apply some of the same things to soccer. So uh, I told, I joke with Scott, you know, about this time every year, we have a Max Preps deep dive. Uh, so if you want to, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, that. we'll talk about football in a minute, but I think it adjusted it. It literally affected um, some Treasure Valley teams and where they're going to play based on some stuff. I think I think it changed. We'll get to that later. But. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> if if you're interested in that Max Preps conversation, um, because Scott has a contact person at Max Preps. So oh, he's right, able, right. He's able to reach out and talk to somebody. Uh, it, you should definitely listen to that or watch that. That's the Magic Valley Prepcast um, at IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel, Facebook page on our website, IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. And by the way, those are all the same ways you can uh, get the Treasure Valley Prepcast each and every week. So uh, last note on Caldwell Fabian. Arguello scores the, the game-winning goal on, on the PK shootout. 
Uh, he's just a sophomore, and we talked about how Caldwell's got two JV teams as well. Like Caldwell's not going yeah. anywhere either. No, they and they they just reload. Um, I think they had a kid two years ago, Arweo, that scored over a hundred goals or something like that. And you just you think, oh, you're going to lose this kid, and then you just replace him with more, and just yeah, I probably I pro- I probably said Fabian's name wrong, Logan. It sounded like you are, had. The are they record. are they brothers? I, I, they might be, I mean, it wouldn't, okay. wouldn't surprise me, but Fabian Arweo. It, it was Damien. I think it was Damien was his name, Arweo. And I think, I swear he played, he like was in the Sounders organization to some extent, but then because of COVID, they, um, they didn't do that for teenagers anymore. And so then he came back to Caldwell for a senior year and that one, they just, I mean, absolutely blew through everybody in 2020 uh, and, and went to another state championship there. Yeah, you're correct, Damian Arweo. Damian, okay. He was the was like, uh, Gatorade Player of the Year. He's at Salt Lake Community College right now, uh, and then he, I'm sure he'll go to a Division One school somewhere. Oh yeah, no, he was phenomenal. I mean, watched him play a couple times and uh, just made it look way too easy. And that's just what Caldwell does. I mean, Bishop <laughs> Kelly, Bishop Kelly is the one that went toe to toe with him, right? That was the team that was able to not push them around, but give them a test, right? I mean, Caldwell beat Wood River two to zero in the first round. They beat Idaho Falls three to zero in the second round. And then, and then they got stood up um, there against Bishop Kelly. So Caldwell, congrats to them. Don't allow a single goal. And you know what? I guess you look at Bishop Kelly, they don't allow a single goal either at the state tournament and, and don't win it. So that's the brutal thing um, that, that can happen with soccer. Yeah, them's the breaks. One last note I called while I promise and then we'll move on. Uh, the Idaho Statesman had uh, had this great stat that I didn't even realize. And so kudos to the Statesman. Caldwell never trailed at any point this season, wow. Logan. They had they had a uh, you know a draw or two, uh, but they never actually trailed in any minute of competition this season. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't know if that's more stressful or or easier to play with, right? Like, oh, I've got a lead. I can't let it go. Whereas that oh, I've got the lead. We're good. Uh, you know what? If I'm Caldwell, I'd probably lean towards the second that, you know what? We got this. And, and, you know, a lot of those games were just out of hand. And But, man, what a great season for Caldwell to not even trail. I mean, and still only be the number two seed at state. Again, max preps, right? Right. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, let's talk about 4A girls where you had this matchup of Bishop Kelly and Twin Falls. Uh, of course, the Bruins won the 4A title last year. They came in as the defending champs, but this time it's it's Bishop Kelly that comes through with a 2 nothing win in the championship. Um, BK really um, was in a tight match with Pocatello in the semifinals. It was tied 2-2 very late into regulation when BK got a goal. I think it was like inside of five minutes to play in the match that propelled them to the mm-hmm. championship where uh, they uh, knock off twin falls to nothing. So congrats to the Knights, your girls soccer champs. Yeah, they as well came in as the number one seed. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, got a little bit tested there by Pocatello, but was able to take care of business against Shelly in the first round four to zero and then take care of business in the championship two to zero over twin. So, Kind of a another. How many do we have now? Four. Every single five A and four A state champion is from District Three. Yeah, it's it's uh, really crazy. And again, kudos to uh, the Idaho Statesman with this statistic. But Bishop Kelly, 
just won their 10th state championship in girls soccer. And it's only been an officially sanctioned sport since 2000, Logan. So you're talking about 22 years of competition. Yeah, 50%. Yeah, yeah, just about. That's insane, right? Yeah, pretty much every other year you can count on um, Bishop Kelly being there. And heck, the boys were also there. So, I mean, Bishop Kelly soccer is in a great spot in, in, where both of your teams are playing for a state championship. I mean, that doesn't happen that often in any other sport, right? I mean, I can think of like Lapway did it for basketball this past year where the boys and the girls played for a state championship. Both of them won. Um, but it's not very common to see that where your programs are so strong like those two are. Yes, definitely. So, uh, and and this is crazy, but um, and, and maybe it's combined. No, it, it's got to be girls. I'm I'm looking at the recap from the Idaho Statesman, and then the Sandpoint girls have won eight state soccer titles. So between BK and Sandpoint, they <laughs> they've won uh, eighteen of twenty two championships. So you throw a Twin Falls in there. Yeah, and uh, there, there's one of them. So three more floating around out there somewhere. Yeah, I guess and, we can look that up. But well, um, yeah, the the website that's got all the uh, statistical information is uh, slow to load or might be down right now. Uh, the IHSA website, I can't get it up right now. But um, this is crazy. Uh, BK again, more good info from uh, Mike Liklama at the Idaho Statesman uh, BK hadn't won a championship since 2018 though. So it had been a little bit of a cold spell for the Knights, but they break through defeat twin falls. Gracie Rhodes um, scores both goals for Bishop Kelly in that championship win. And then from there on the uh, other side of the bracket on the backside, you had Valley view win the consolation title. They lost to Sandpoint right away. And then they beat Canyon Ridge and Bonneville won nothing in the consolation final. So congrats to the Falcons. Yeah. And they came in as a seven seed, right? And yep. then they come away with hardware on the other end. I mean, taking care of business at Bonneville was a five. Everything kind of went as it should on paper in the first round. Uh, the high seeds won, the low seeds lost, everybody moved on. Uh, but then in that next game, uh, Canyon, R or Canyon Ridge came in as the six, Valley View the seven, Valley View gets the win and then moves on and, and takes home some hardware. So congrats yeah. to Valley View as well. Definitely. Let's go to 3A on the boys' side. McCall Donnelly was the only dis uh, district three representative, right? We talked about what a bummer that they and Weezer uh, basically were in a knockout match in the yeah. district final. McCall Donnelly won that matchup, got the two seed to state, gets shocked by American Falls, the seven seed right away, five to one. Yeah, this is the one when I, because we were posting final scores as for them on um, on our social media pages, and I was not expecting to see that score come through um, where McCall Donnelly falls. I mean, look, phenomenal year, and to get, I don't think anybody expected American Falls to beat them, number one, but to beat them like that, number two, that's a tough way to, to go out if you're McCall Donnelly. They end up making it right by making a run and getting that consolation trophy at the end, but that's the only team here from District 3, and they get really just shocked in the first round. Yeah, and, and I always say when you lose a game like that at State, it always goes one of two ways. You 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 rebound and say, man, we're angry. Let's let's finish as high as we can. Or you kind of mail it in and say, yeah, whatever. Let's, yeah. let's not. Uh, McCall Donnelly did the first thing because they beat Bonner's Ferry. Then they beat Kimberly 
on penalty kicks to win the consolation title, as you alluded to. So uh, congratulations to the Vandals for bringing home a trophy as well. I never, I can never remember the trophies. Blue is for the championship, right? Yeah. But it's re- is it red for second I place? Think it, there's too many because there's a third place one, right? And then there's the consolation. I One of them's black, isn't it? I Yeah, there's a black, green, red. And then blue. I just, I, yeah. And we, we talked about this on the North Idaho prep cast this week. That's our, our district one and two prep cast that, uh, it never really made sense to me that the fifth place team gets a trophy, but the fourth place team doesn't, uh, yeah, right. I, you know where I'm from in Montana, just the top three teams get trophies. That's probably not a bad way to do it in my opinion, but yeah. Anyway, gold, silver, bronze, right. Instead yeah. Of, right. Let's, let's throw in another color. Yeah, everyone gets a trophy, right? <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about 3A girls, where I I really thought Fruitland was going to repeat as um, the 3A champions, despite being the five seed. And, and that five seed was probably well-earned, right? They had yeah. lost to McCall Donnelly a couple of times. And, um, you know, McCall Donnelly uh, got the seven seed. They lost to, they, ironically enough, gave Sun Valley Community School their toughest matchup. <laughs> Right, right. Two to one, uh, the cutthroats win in that opening round match. Um, so McCall Donnelly loses that gets to the consolation final where they lose to Coeur d'Alene charter second year in a row. The Panthers come in as uh, the number one seed and lose right away. Uh, but Fruitland, you know, they had a tight opening round match with Teton. They won that three to two, another tight matchup with, uh, Cinderella Timberlake in the semifinals. They win that one, nothing. And then they got to the championship and I think just uh, ran out of gas a little bit, three, nothing. They, they take second place to the community school from Sun Valley. Yeah. And I mean, you look at it when Coeur d'Alene charter gets knocked out in the first round, it really opens things up on your side of the bracket. And so you're Fruitland, you're looking saying, all right, this is an opportunity for us to make a run. They do make that run. They take advantage of having Timberlake in the second round, but then yeah, it's not enough for, for Sun Valley. They just, and they've also, this is their first championship girls level, but the boys program has been very strong for the last couple of years. And so congrats to Sun Valley and Fruitland. Yeah, even coming in as the five, Brandon, I liked them to make a run at it just because they had been there. They'd done that. Um, and I've always said all year, I think to beat Fruitland, you got to score three goals. And that's what Sun Valley did. They scored three. Of course, they could have won with only scoring one in that game because Fruitland didn't put any on the board. So pretty rare to ever see Fruitland shut out like that when you have multiple players averaging multiple goals every game. And uh, But, yeah, just, just a good run for Fruitland again, even with the season they had that wasn't maybe as good as last year, I guess on paper, um, with some of those losses scattered about, but another great run to a state championship. Yeah, it's the first uh, championship for Sun Valley Community School in girls' soccer. Of course, they're a boys' soccer powerhouse at, at the 3A level. Um, it, there was hail falling like be- right before the match started, Logan. There was actual hail falling from the sky. Uh, so it, it was a crazy weather day. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, congrats. It was like this weekend. I swear, it's, the weather's been awesome all fall. I mean, throughout for every sport. And then Saturday, it just said, okay, we're done. We're done with this. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, Logan, where I live in East Idaho, we got snow last night, like an inch or two of snow. We got you the first, did? You yes. Snow on the ground. Snow on the ground. Uh had to scrape off my wife's car this morning wow. before she left for work. Yeah. So look out. No, we don't uh, we have none of that over here. 
Yeah. So wow, that's, that's crazy. That's what we're Snow doing. Snow on Halloween. That'll be fun for the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. So congrats to all of our soccer teams. Um, and again, I, I said this last year, but soccer is such a wildly unpredictable match uh, as soon as, especially when you get to state, that to repeat as the state champion is incredibly difficult to do. And so for Fruitland girls to uh, win state and then take second, that's a great run. And for the Timberline boys to go back to back, that's incredibly difficult to do. So fans should really like revel in that accomplishment because it is really hard. Yeah. I mean, you look at, professional sports, college sports. I mean, we'll, we'll take out college. College football is a little different, but I mean, professional sports, when do you ever see a back-to-back champion? It's very rare. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen a lot. When it does, people notice it at that level. People talk about it a lot. And so, like you said, Brandon, if you see it happening here, it is a big deal. It's not just, oh, they're good. No, that it's a big deal to do it back-to-back. There's a lot of pressure when you get to state. There's a lot of teams there that have never done anything and want a chance to do something. And, you know, you've got a big target on your back and able to come through. It's a, it's a good accomplishment. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, let's dive into state football. Now state volleyball is also starting uh, this weekend, Logan. Uh, It's all in East Idaho Friday and Saturday, these volleyball marathons. Um, If you want a state volleyball breakdown, we recorded a separate, podcast episode this week i i uh talked with Lindsay togiai afuk she's a great former century standout she uh won the championship her senior year and then century won five more in a row after that under coach pauline theros so she knows what she's talking about she played college volleyball uh and she broke down all the brackets with me that is in your podcast feed on the treasure valley prep cast uh so You can just check out all the state volleyball talk there so let's go to football logan where do you want to start I'll let you pick. Uh, uh, let's just let's just go um, down. We'll just start at five A and go down. How about that? If okay. That works. Yeah, sounds good. I'm gonna throw the brackets up on the screen so people that are watching the video version of this will be able to follow along with the brackets. If you're listening audio only, that's fine too. Uh, we've got all of the football brackets on our homepage at IdahoSports.com. So here we go. Here's the five A bracket, Logan. Uh, right away, Eagles got to buy Meridian's got to buy. We'll wait to talk about them until next week, but you've got, let's, let's go to the first matchup here. Cuna at Rocky mountain. This is a matchup that Cuna last week had to play their way into the playoffs. They played Middleton in that cross divisional matchup. Cuna had to win. If they lost, there was no way they were getting to the playoffs. They they're down 21, 14 late. They get a great touchdown, um, throw from Cole. Lucan Gay. I guess I've been saying his name wrong all year. Cole Lucan Gay. Sorry about that. Um, and then they go for two, Logan, on this wild two point oh, yeah. conversion play where um, the ball is snapped low intentionally. Lucan Gay lets it go between his legs. Gus Austin, the running back, picks it up and ends up throwing it for the two point conversion pass. Cuna stuns Middleton 22 21. They're in the playoffs. Congratulations. You got to go to Rocky Mountain for the first round. <laughs> Yeah, in that play, I've watched it from like five different angles, and it just gets better every time. <laughs> just, I mean, like, that is the time to pull out a play like that. When a trip to the state championship or the state tournament is on the line, that that's the time to use a play like that. So congrats to them for getting that done right in the nick of time and getting that bid. And you know what? If you're Middleton, I, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised. I know Middleton got up 14-0 to zero, um, in the first quarter of that game, and then obviously kind of let off the gas or, and I wasn't there. So I'm not sure exactly 
what was going on with them. But man, uh, you know, if you're Middleton, you know, and I guess in the back pocket that you're, we talked about it last week, that you were going to make it pretty much no matter what. Um, it was going to be very hard for you not to punch it in. I mean, it would take like Rigby losing to Madison and then other pieces falling around the state. But uh, Middleton gets a bit as well, even though they fall in that one. Definitely. So, yeah, for this CUNA Rocky Mountain matchup, I just, you know, Rocky's so good defensively. Yeah. Can you, I don't know. Brandon, okay. So I, <laughs> I dropped off my kids at school the other day and, um, I, I live in Middleton and the principal at their school, she has kids on the team and she stopped me in the car line again and was like, so maybe it wasn't a terrible thing that we lost. <laughs> That's not a knock on Lewiston, Lewiston, a very good team. But I think if anybody said Rocky or Lewiston, I think you would rather play Lewiston than play Rocky Mountain. Yeah, for sure. So I, I kind of lean Rocky in that matchup. Um, let, let's just talk about the Middleton Lewiston game. You know, Lewiston is a team that started slow this year and then really found their groove as they got into conference play. They've got all of these yeah. interchangeable athletes on offense where Drew Hottinger, the quarterback, can run and throw and he's also caught a couple of touchdowns this year jackson latham their running back he didn't score a rushing touchdown last week logan but he caught a touchdown and he threw a touchdown they've got this backup quarterback that's kind of like tim tebow chris rickard he comes in and kind of bull rushes people but he's had a passing rushing and receiving touchdown this year they've got james white the tight end defensive end who's committed to i believe idaho right i think so the, i think i saw that yeah yeah he's he's a stud for sure um to me, Middleton, this game will be won or lost on the line because Lewiston's offensive and defensive linemen are very strong. And so if Middleton can yeah. hold their own there, then they've got a chance. You know, they didn't really play anybody similar all year. They do have one common opponent in Capital, and both teams pretty easily defeated Capital. So you look at that on paper and say, okay, they both did that. I think this is going to be a very even matchup. Uh, you know, I think Nampa Mountain View as well. I mean, Mountain View fell to Nampa. We'll we talk about that later. But of all the games, I think this is the one where I don't I don't know even which way to lean on it, Brandon. I don't know if it's Middleton. I don't know if it's Lewiston. I think it's going to be very close and might be the best 5A game this weekend. Yeah, I think it definitely could be. And mm -hmm. and if it's not that, then I think it's the game you alluded to, the one right below it on the bracket line. Mountain View at Nampa. We remember that Nampa... Uh, it wasn't a stunner to Nampa, but uh, it was a stunner to observers like you and me that think we know everything when they beat Mountain View in the regular season. It's always tough to 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 beat the same team twice. But what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I think I mean I like Nampa right now. I just think they're 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 looking good. They're gelling at the right time. Um, I, if I remember right, they they pretty. It wasn't like a barn burner against Mountain View. They kind of no. had it well in hand and. I think, you know, Mountain View, they didn't really show us. They didn't beat those big teams on their schedule like they typically do. Um, they didn't do that. And and last year, you saw them fall in the first round to Meridian. Um, I, I just, I think Nampa is in the right frame of mind. I like Nampa in this one. And if I'm Highland, that is the team I do not want to play. I, I would not want to play Nampa if I'm Highland. I just think that... Uh, Nampa could cause some problems there. Highland, you know, Highland's an interesting team because they can stop you or they can give up a lot of points and but still win. So that would just 
if I'm looking forward to next week already, I think that would be an intriguing game. Now, see, I I go the opposite way. I think Highland uh, matches up okay with Napa, where where Highland has given up a lot of points in big places here has been through the air, and Napa loves okay. to, Napa loves to run the ball, and Highland's see, run. Okay. So you've seen good. Highland. I haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And well, and you've seen Napa and I haven't. So that's why it's good that we're on talking. Right. About this. And I, I, I'm weary of this first round matchup with Mountain View because a, it's hard to beat the same team twice. B Mountain View has had a litany of injuries this year. That's really, you know, when you look at their right. overall resume, you go, yeah, boy, that's not where we're used to seeing Mountain View. They have had, uh, I think three different guys play quarterback this year. They, you know, uh, They've had to move guys around, and so they've been very injury-plagued. The, the one thing with Mountain View is their offense has struggled. And so if it's a low-scoring, defensive-type game, then then Mountain View will be in it. If, if Nampa puts up 30 points like they yeah. do on average, then it's going to be, I think, tough for Mountain View to keep up. But either way, this should be a, a pretty good matchup. And then let's talk about a Waihee. They're going to travel to Rigby. Um, it's an exciting that the storm made the playoffs for the first time in, in their school history. But at the same time, Logan, it just, and why fans are going to be mad at me, but that's all right. It just, it doesn't feel right to me that a why he got in ahead of Bora when Bora beat a why he head to head this year. And the yep. only reason why he got in is because they got to play winless Timberline last week in the, the battle of sixth place teams in the, in the divisional matchup while Bora had to, as a fifth place finisher, had to go play Rocky. Yeah, and, and I guarantee this scenario exactly will it, – it'll play itself out. I think next year you would hope that this conversation comes up and says, all right, we need to fix the 5A bracket. You know, I, we're always talking about fixing the brackets. But this is a just screaming um, difference here that if you're in that game, you know, maybe the 5A SIC gets another bid or I don't, I don't know how you fix it um, because it's an at-large bid. And so – I don't know. I think you maybe, uh, yeah, it's, I don't even know what to say because yeah, it, it, it does look bad. I mean, Hawaii did what they needed to do, but they had an easier game to get there. Um, and, and is that fair to Bora? I mean, nobody wants to hear that's not fair, but uh, it, that doesn't seem very fair to me that, okay, if you win this game, you get in. Okay. Hawaii, you take this easy game and Bora. Yeah. You're, you're going to take this hard one. And, and like, how is that? Well, like we beat them. We, sh- yeah, I, that's definitely a conversation that probably should be had. Yes. And, and I will also say that uh, the way the five, a at large, uh, why he got the last at large bid, which goes to the at large bids are determined by who has the best winning percentage against five, a schools or out of state opponents with five, a enrollments. And so a, why he, by virtue of playing winless Timberline picked up a 5A win while Bora had to play Rocky and picked up a 5A loss and that allowed a Waihe to get that last spot. So yeah, I I don't know what the answer is yet, especially with an uh, an odd number of teams in the SIC, but um, because there was 13 teams last year when there was 12, it it worked out okay. But yeah, yeah, something needs to be tweaked there. Um, And and Hawaii is walking into the lion's den. Rigby, ever since since they had that collapse against Highland, they have been a team I would not want to play. It's, Um, you know what, it's congrats for making it. Um, Have your fun trip to Rigby and come back. I mean, that's, that sounds brutal, but that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we'd love to be wrong. We do. It's fun to be wrong. Um, but man, that Rigby team, I mean, they just screamed Madison. 
and Hawaii. And, you know, Hawaii beat Madison, right? Hawaii did. Uh, that was a close game. But Rigby, yeah, they're mad. And that's not a team that you want to play right now. No, definitely not. All right, let's take a look at the 4A bracket, this 16-team mess. <laughs> uh, Bishop yeah. Kelly is is the one seed. They're going to play Canyon Ridge. Uh, BK will have uh, no trouble there. You know, Canyon no. Ridge, a nice story. It's been their best season in school history. Now, they've only been open, you know, 15 years or something like that, but they have been – I think it's only their second time ever even making the playoffs. So cool for them. But B, but BK will win there pretty largely, I feel like. And, of course, they've got home field advantage all the way through by being the number one overall seed. Let's go to the more interesting matchup here. The 13 versus the four. Valley yeah. View at Minico. The rematch. We all remember the Falcons <clears throat> went to Minico last year and knocked off the previously undefeated Spartans. And now they have a chance to... Uh, play the upset card again logan yeah you know what you cannot base anything this year on what happened last year but it is in the back of everybody's mind that is the rumble that it's just like oh no here we go again um valley view just seems to do well in these situations though they just seem to love to play no matter the sport it doesn't matter what it is you see them do it in basketball i mentioned it last week they just like to play the spoiler um, and and they revel in that. And, man, if you're Minico, that is not the team you want to be matched up against. I think Minico does pretty well, obviously, on defense against uh, people through the air. Um, but, man, Valley View is going to keep it on the ground, and that's going to be a tough matchup. If, if Valley View can get a score or two on the board and control things, um, it's going to be dangerous. However, that Minico team is very good. Uh, that is a good team, and – they look poised more than than they have in the past to maybe make a run at it. And I really like that Minico team. Um, I think a four seed is probably a little, I mean, a little low for them, to be honest, in my opinion. I know that, that the conference over there is not as strong as others, but, I mean, Burley and Twin Falls were good this year. Um, and so to see Minico at a four, I think that's a dangerous spot to be at a four. Yeah. Now I will say the one caveat here for Valley view is the, the engine that makes their offense go Tyson Fox, such a great wing back in that wing T attack. Very sad that he in their last game against Boise on Friday night, uh, he, he broke his tibia and fibula. And so he is, he is done for the season. And so, yeah. I feel really bad for Tyson Fox because he was having a tremendous season. I got to call a Valley view game earlier <clears> this year, and he's a really explosive running back. And you know, they Valley view's got other players. Farner um, stepped up uh, in his absence last week and they've got Mao who's also a little kind of speedy scat back. Um, but it's, it's going to be tough without Tyson Fox. I think. Um, yeah. When you lose your offensive Swiss army knife that can do everything. And is your, your go-to guy against a de defense like Minico, that is tough. Um, Minico, this very in your face type defensive team, and that's going to be brutal. Yeah. So, but, but good luck to the Falcons. They're very well coached with uh, Lane Coffin, the head coach there and, and good luck to them. But man, that was such a bummer to see that happen to, to Tyson Fox. Um, okay. And then we've got two uh, SIC teams at the very bottom of the bracket. Skyview gets in as the 14th seed. They've got to head all the way up North to Sandpoint. Yep. And I just, I'll be honest, Logan Skyview has just baffled me this year. I thought they would be better and they've been non-competitive in a lot of, these yeah. losses that they've had yeah i mean they you know i 
really to open the year. They had a few losses to teams that, you know, I thought, ah, you know, I can see that. But then I think the the loss to Elko, Nevada, that one really turned my eyes um, a little surprising. And then, I mean, put things together, at least that they beat the teams at the bottom to, to make it, to get one of those at-large bids. But it's going to be a tough, tall task to go up to Sandpoint, a team that, I believe just dropped 67 on Moscow or something like that um, a week or so ago. Um, that is an offensive powerhouse up there at Sandpoint. Yeah, and very good defense as well. So that's going to be uh, a tough day for Max Cutforth and company there. And then this is an intriguing matchup. Logan. Yeah. Shelly at Emmett. Shelly was in the driver's seat for like a top five seat, according to Max Preps. Then they biffed it against Hillcrest two weeks ago, and that plummeted their Max Preps rating to where they fell all the way to number 11. They they finished in a three-way tie for second place in their conference, and um, because of that, they were on the wrong end of that tiebreaker. So here's Shelly, a team that loves to run the ball against Emmett, which is an explosive passing attack. This is going to, this might be also, this could be the best game at the 4A level. Um, the 6 11 matchup, it is going to be a good one. I mean, Shelly beat Blackfoot this year, Blackfoot beat Emmett. So, you know, that circle of life goes around and round. Um, but I saw Shelly last week. I went over to Idaho Falls and, and did their game against Skyline. They were right in that thing. And Shelly is a team where if you're Emmett, you cannot let them get the lead. I think if Shelly, can get a lead, they they will control that ball. I mean, they will hold it for seven, eight minutes at a time, and they will limit your possessions. You have to score, and and, and, and that goes for Shelly too. They have to score when they have the ball. If they don't score, then, you know, they ate up all that time. And then if you can, you know, I feel like a two-score lead against Shelly is a great lead. It's going to be tough for them to, to dig out of that hole. But conversely, if they get a two-score lead, man, they are just going to eat that clock away. So if you're Emmett, you have got to come out firing and put points on the board or else there's not going to be many possessions against Shelly. Yes, and that is the key is going to be uh, Shelly wants to limit the number of possessions that Emmett has. Of course, we know Dakota Perry and uh, Stevie Howe are kind of like unstoppable, right? It's kind of yeah. it's kind of like a... Um, I was trying to think of a good analogy, but I don't have one where, uh, I mean, every week it's like, oh, Dakota Perry threw four touchdowns and all four went to Stevie Howe. Like yeah, and, Steve Young, Jerry Rice. How about that? There you go. Yes. Thank you. I was looking for something. And then, and then Rife Olerton also is like always like he was our Idaho sports.com uh, player of the game several times this year. So, and, and um, the thing is, I, Brandon, I think I still lead Emmett on this though. I mean, Emmett has played a lot of good teams this year. I mean, so has Shelly. But last week, Shelly, um, uh, so I'll say with this, Skyline, I was not very impressed with their passing game. And I don't know if it's digressed through the season. And, and maybe it was Shelly's phenomenal defense. But I thought it was more on the side of Skyline just wasn't comfortable throwing the ball. And so they really, they didn't, they didn't throw it much at all. Um, some of the passes were very overthrown, uh, not on target. And Shelly did not have to really show that passing defense. And that's where Emmett thrives. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of games over in Eastern Idaho. You have more than I have. Um, but I don't know. I just think that Emmett offense maybe gets it done. That That's just the way I'm leaning right now. Yeah, it definitely could be. And then uh, I will say the game you were at, Logan, I think it was pretty windy 
um, which uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It was windy. Yeah. Affected passing, but but I agree. Skyline's passing game to me has looked kind of funky all year. I think at times they try to force the ball to Kenyon Sadiq. Yeah, because he's yeah. you know this four four star. Do you want him? Yeah, yeah. Again. No, you should. <laughs> yeah, but but sometimes he's they force it even though he's double covered or you know they and I don't know they I'm with you. Skyline has looked a little off at times this year. And you know but, what that that happens. I mean I. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan and we're horrendous. Um, everything went through Christian McCaffrey week after week, and then they trade him and you think, oh, they're going to stink. And then they beat the bucket. You know, your offense right. opens up when you're not trying to go to someone, force it to someone. And um, maybe that's Skyline's problem, but that's a different story for another day. But um, I, I like Emmett in this one. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be the best 4A game of the week. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you there. It should be really fascinating to watch. All right, let's go to the 3A bracket and, where oh go and ahead. it should and it's on Idaho Sports, I believe. I think we'll yes. be there for that video, one. I guess we coming. can recap that at the end here where we'll be. We're gonna like Brandon said, pretty much if it's on the schedule, we'll probably be there. Well, I guess yeah, I can tell you as we're going along here what uh where we're gonna be at. So for the 5A games, um there will be video coverage of Middleton at Lewiston and then audio coverage of Rocky against uh, CUNA and, and audio coverage of Hawaii against Rigby and audio coverage of Nampa and Mountain View. At the the 4A level, you're right. That Shelly Emmett uh, broadcast will be video Valley view at Minico will be video um we weren't able to make it out to bishop kelly that's one of the games that we're missing this week so sorry bk fans we'll 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 hit you in the quarterfinals um and then i think that was it for 4a and so uh, as we go through sandpoint think, sandpoint skyview will be oh there. yes okay yes sandpoint skyview we will be there for video coverage as well so um all three of the uh 4A games we're doing in the Treasure Valley will be video. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. Can't beat that. So just just plop yourself in front of your phone, computer, iPad, whatever your your choice is Friday night. Definitely. All right. 3A bracket. Homedale wins the conference. They get the number two seed overall. The top two seeds receive first round buys. And so Homedale just kicking back and relaxing this weekend. You've got uh McCall Donnelly traveling to Buell and this bracket says TBA because I I downloaded these early in the week but that game is going to be Friday night at six o'clock in Buell um Buell fans are fired up this is the first time Buell's been good in some time and so uh McCall Donnelly I think is in for a tough test because Buell's got a pretty good defense but you never know yeah so I the first game of the year for Buell and Weezer I was there for that one and I mean, it was 27 to zero. Weezer won that game. And you look at it and say uh, that, you know, but I tell you, it was not, it was close early and Buell was, they, you know, you could tell that they were, they were going to pick it, put it together that, you know, that they hadn't fully gotten there and Weezer for that matter as well. But Buell just, in my mind, I didn't see a bad team out there, even though they got shut out. And so I think they're going to be dangerous. They've gotten better as the season on along and, you know, they've faced a team like Weezer. So they have faced kind of, uh, you know, the reigning, the reigning champ today, right? And and they're going to be a tough matchup for McCall Donnelly, especially on the road. Definitely. And they've got a great running back, Jace Bauer, who's just an absolute stud. So uh, let's go right below that. Fruitland on the road at Snake River, 12 versus a five. I like Fruitland here. Sna- Snake River to me is 
they, they run the ball and if they don't run the ball well, then they don't do very well. And I just, I don't know. I, I think Fruitland's a little more battle tested than Snake River. I, I agree, Brandon. That was one when I, I saw it. I said, I think that favors Fruitland. Um, I know it's the 12 five on this, but uh, I think it favors Fruitland. Um, Snake River, I think has had some games this year that I thought they should have won and they didn't. And Fruitland has played a more brutal schedule when you have to play McCall Donnelly, Holmdale, Weezer. <laughs> You've gone through the gauntlet for sure. Yeah, and, and Snake River gets the five seed because they were a district champion. The five district champions yeah. automatically get the top five seeds. But in, in real Max Preps rankings, Snake River was like ninth, I think. So. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Brandon, this bracket reseeds itself, right, yes. after the first round. So what you're seeing here, there's almost no way to know where people – you know Homedale's – or Sugar is one and Homedale's two. And that's how it finished in the Max Preps rankings. But after this weekend – It'll go whoever, and I think Weezer, are they third in Max Preps? Yes. So Weezer, if they win, it will be the three seed. Right? So, you know, you, you can look at it that way and say, um, yeah, Weezer is not going to come in as the six and have to play the third seed. That's not how that one, this one works. Right. Weezer would go from the six to the three. It's yeah, very confusing for sure. Um, let's talk about it. Weezer's going to play Timberlake. I like the Wolverines here. Uh, Timberlake's been kind of an up and down team this year. Yeah. Timberlake loves to run that wing T, but man, Weezer's defense is so solid. I just, I don't see how Timberlake's going to come down and do well. Yeah, and and we joke about this, me and Paul, sometimes that Timberlake, uh, you know, gets their ticket to state and gets a trip down here to District Three and, and gets taken out by the woodshed and goes back home. It, it just is year after year. I don't know how many times I've seen Timberlake play at Homedale in the playoffs and get beat really bad and then go back up Timberlake. And, and it's tough. It's a tough draw. Um, you know, you would hope to see a little bit more. And I believe they. I mean, they had a close game last week, right, against Bonner's Ferry. Yes, it was um, a very close game. So, you know, maybe you say, yeah, maybe Timberlake is a little bit better, but that Weezer defense is tough. I mean, their only loss on the year was to Homedale in a good game. Um, Weezer is 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 right back where they left off last year, so it's going to be tough for Timberlake. And, and that's a game you can watch on Idaho Sports. You'll be able to watch that Weezer-Timberlake game. Yes, that'll be Friday night, 6 o'clock in Weezer. Um video coverage of that we will have audio coverage of fruitland at snake river and uh, mccall donnelly at buell is one of the one of the games one of the seven games uh we couldn't get to uh for the opening round so sorry uh vandal fans um real quick just for the 3a bracket in general i was talking to ryan skaggs on the north idaho prep cast this week um and he talked about well i've seen a lot of these teams i've seen bonners ferry and timberlake and south fremont and and his takeaway was 3A's got a long way to go to catch up to Sugar and Homedale and Weezer. He's like those top three are yeah. light, light years ahead of the rest of the field. In terms I mean, of did Sugar play a close game this year? I, no. I mean, they beat Shelly. We just got done talking about Shelly, where they could be a semifinal team, you know, at the 4A, and they creamed them. I, you know, yeah, Sugar mm -hmm. is a just beast. And Homedale and Weezer have kind of been right on their tail. Of course, Weezer passed them last year at the one-yard line. <laughs> um, but it's really been Sugar's league, our level, classification, whatever you want to say. And everybody else is just trying to hold on as best they can. And Weezer and Homedale are right there neck and neck with them. Um, but everybody else 
just like, yeah, that's a great point that everybody else has got a long way to go to catch up to those three. <laughs> Definitely. And Homedale's only loss, of course, this year was to Sandpoint, who we talked about in the 4A bracket. All right, 2A, here we go. Uh, Melba, your league champ. They get the three seed overall. They get a first round bye. And you've got Cole Valley, the only other team from District 3 to make it. They will travel to West Side to play the three-time defending Pirates in the opening round. Um, now, if if these games had been slotted strictly based on Max Prep's rankings, Cole Valley, I believe, would have gone to North Fremont. I think they technically were the nine ninth place finisher, but because the selection committee had the discretion to alter the matchups to avoid two district foes playing each other or to try and alleviate the travel for St. Mary's from up north. Cole Valley could shuffle down to the 11 spot and hey, congrats, you got to go play West Side. Yeah, that's that is a brutal first round game. Nampa Christian, uh they had to play Bear Lake last year in a game, uh, you know, similar trip over there. Um, very close to those two schools. And man, that is going to be a tough game. It is ironic. You know, they say we're going to alleviate some of the travel. Um, really the only team that, I mean, Cole Valley was going East no matter what. And so was St. Mary's. But there was just no easy way for St. Mary's to make their, oh gosh, I don't know. That's probably a 10 hour trip. Um, no matter where they go, it's brute. Like, it's not like Aberdeen is that much it's not that much of a travel for them to go to West side or North Fremont. Yes. Um, that is a long drive. That might be the longest trip for any team this weekend. Um, uh, I think castle Ford has that beat. Oh, they've you're they've right. got to go castle to Clark Ford. Ford. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, that's like 10 and a half hours. So man, um, yeah. the, 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 and the other key factor, why they had to change all the matchups was the 10, seven matchup was going to be, Soda Springs and Aberdeen, and you can't have two district teams uh, playing each right. other. So that's that's the other reason why they had to shift things around. But uh, and you know Col what, Brent? I think it's all going to play itself out the way it does. I yeah. think the the top teams are going to win these games. Um, I don't know. North Fremont's had some problems lately, but I think they'll get it done against Soda Springs. But as much as we love Cole Valley and your nice Chargers hoodie, there uh, that, that West Side team is just extremely, extremely good and very tough and is off of three state championships. Now the chart this won't be new for the Chargers. They did go to West Side in the regular season last year. It was a game that I was at. So they at least right. are know what they're going into and have that experience. Ryan Golanor has been running the ball really well for Cole Valley. They're kind of a more of a run oriented team this year. And so with West Side it's a low possession game. You're going to get three, maybe four possessions. And if you can cash in on all four and stop West Side once easier said than done or even force a turnover you're, you're going to be in it because the margin of error is so low with all these teams, West side, Aberdeen, North Fremont, because they love to control the clock, make it a low possession game. And so the margins are thin. And so if you can get that stop or get that turnover, you've got a chance. But again, like I said, easier said than done against West side. Um, that is, that is a game that we will not be able to broadcast this weekend, unfortunately for chargers fans. So, um, and we'll just, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Let's go yeah, to one A. Oh, go ahead, Logan. Yeah. No, no, I was just gonna say it's gonna be a tough, uh, a tough matchup though, no matter what. Definitely. All right, one A D one. You have notice as the league champ. Uh, they get the first round by. They're the number four seed overall. Idaho City gets in. Uh, they had a tight game with Mer uh, not Murta, uh, Wilder last week, and um, they they end up winning. They've got to go to carry. You know, I'll be honest. This 
this to me is maybe the game that has the least like, you know, we try to talk ourselves into, yeah, Cole Valley can go to West side. And if this happens and this happens, then they could win. And there's just, I, Idaho city would have to play their absolute best game of the year. And Kerry would have to play like their absolute worst game in some time for Idaho city to come out and get the win. And I, you know, wildcat fans are going to hate me for saying that, but I, I just they look at to it. Play the best game in their school's history. Yeah. I just, Kerry. I mean, Kerry finished one in the max prep rankings. I didn't they? Yes. <laughs> like that is not, that is not a five seed. That is a, that is a number one team in the state. Uh, you know, according to Max Preps, that is, you're right. I mean, it, it sounds mean. It sounds mean, but that's just the way it is. I mean, they are, that's probably a running clock in the second half. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, and then you would have carry at notice uh, in the quarterfinals, which would be interesting. And awesome. we, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that more next week. Um, this is a game again, that we won't be able to get to on Friday and carry at four o'clock, uh, unfortunately for Idaho city fans. All right, and then the 1A D2 bracket, Logan Council gets the bye. They're hanging out. They'll play the winner of Clark Fork and Castle Ford. We think that's probably going to be Castle Ford, but let's talk about the other two teams that made it. Garden Valley, all the way down at the bottom of the bracket. They've got to go up to Lewis County. They're going to play at in, uh, in Craigmont at Highland High School on Friday night at 7 o'clock. This is another game that we – boy, the Treasure Valley is like, boy, you guys said you're covering 20 to 29 <laughs> games. You're missing a lot from the Treasure Valley. Uh, it's because they're all on the road in like really far flung places that we just have a tough time getting to, unfortunately. So um, Garden Valley is going to be at Lewis County. This should be an interesting matchup, Logan. Yeah, I think this might be the best matchup at the 1A D2 level that you're going to see this week. I think uh, I think Garden Valley is going to get it done. Um, but Lewis County has has played tough all year. And, you know, if, if you're Garden Valley and you can get it done, you just have to make another trip up north afterwards to play Mullen St. Regis, and that would be a fun game to see how that one would shake out. Yeah, they could be the road warriors for sure. Um, and then uh, the game that kicks kicks it all off tonight, uh, a Thursday night affair. Uh, Horseshoe Ben, can you hear my computer pinging, Logan? It's nope, like, I can't uh, hear anything. Okay, just you. It just pinged like seven times. It was very annoying as I was trying to talk. Okay. Horseshoe Bend travels to Dietrich tonight for a little Thursday night football. Hey, I guarantee this game's going to be better than whatever crappy matchups on Amazon Prime for the NFL. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be three to four or something like that with two safeties. Um, that's how that one will go. Yeah. And, and you know what? If you want to see points, just watch that Dietrich spot. Man, they can score the ball. Um, it, you know, Horseshoe Bend, we love them, but that's a tough draw against Dietrich. Um, Dietrich might be the, you know, the, the second or third best team in the state behind Kendrick. Um, and they have to play in the first round. They don't get a buy. And so that was going to be tough for no matter who they played. Um, Horseshoe Ben just drew the, the rough end of that stick. Yeah, definitely. Um, that is a game you can watch tonight on IdahoSports.com. Mm -hmm. Seven o'clock kickoff from Dietrich. All right. Those are the football brackets. Uh, we will have actual results to talk about next week uh, on the show. But uh, Logan, again, we went super long. And so I'm going to let you go because I know you've got All a right. lot of important stuff to do. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Enjoy the competitions this weekend, and we'll see you next week here on IdahoSports.com.